Hey, hello everyone. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to ClearProp TV, Paratalk.org, and PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Now, this is this is not live. Uh, we are premiering this on Monday like we normally do. However, uh, I'm in moonshiners right now with my friends flying or, or I don't know, maybe making s'mores on the fire. Who knows what's going on? But if I do have a good internet connection, I will be in the chat over here, in the chat over here, and we'll be able to answer questions. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show, buddy. Um, we're we're going to be talking to Andrew today. He's a self-taught pilot, came over to me after breaking four props and saying, you know what, um, this is, enough's enough. Obviously, I need something more than just the internet. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, buddy. So before we start, um, you are how old? Almost, almost 30, right? I'm 28. And uh, yeah, I just started uh, getting into paramotoring about four months ago. And you thought, man, this is this is great. You know, I, I can get up there and fly. This is great. But man, paramotor school is kind of expensive. So you decided to go the um, teach myself how to fly by using the Internet. I don't know, YouTube. So um, what did you actually do as far as like trying to learn paramotors from the Internet? I mean, did you get books? Were, was it just YouTube? Did you go to like um, um, how to videos or, or how how'd that work out for you, bud? Uh, pretty much all of the above. Uh, mainly, I got a book. So when I bought my wing uh, from the Facebook Marketplace, the guy who sold it to me also had a book. It wasn't the PPG Bible, but it was kind of a, a skim version of that. It, it was very informative, but it wasn't as good as PPG Bible. I used uh, a lot of that, read through that book, um, used YouTube, uh, a lot of forums. I followed the Facebook pages uh, for all the PPG and just watch what people had to say, looked at their videos, things like that, and trial and error, I guess. Absolutely. Now, you did recently upload the videos that you did do to YouTube, and we're going to play a couple of those. We're also going to have you go out to the garage later on and uh, show us this, uh, this paramotor machine that you were flying that scared the crap out of me the first time you came over to see me. So let's go ahead and go through... You know, uh, some of the things that we talked about before, your name is Andrew, you self-taught yourself uh, back in March of 2021, you decided to get this uh, stuff. You did two successful flights, but you broke four props. You weigh 165 pounds. And do you remember how much your uh, paramotor actually weighed? The motor itself weighed about 70 pounds on uh, three quarters of a tank of fuel. Okay, so you actually weighed it. Yeah, I stood on a scale, you know, with it on my back and then without it and just subtracted that. Oh, okay. So you did the 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 all up. So what was it all together? Yeah. Do you remember? Um, uh, quick math, uh, 165 plus 70. Um, okay. Okay, I see. Um, yeah, so about, about 240-ish, give or take. And your first wing was a 36-meter wing that was about 10 years old. You never could get it above your head. You couldn't fly with it, right? Uh, correct. I, I could barely kite it. And, um, you know, I, I just figured maybe it's just me. Uh, I thought I was kiting it correctly. Um, didn't, didn't think twice about it being the wing, never really thought about wing sizes or knowing what I actually need. And, uh, it turns out in the end, it was the wing the whole time. Yeah. A, a tandem wing is pretty big, especially a 10 year old 36 meter. I bet that was like trying to, to get an Afghan on rope up in the air, huh? 
yeah, it, it was like flying the Titanic over my head. And I mean, I even thought about it. It was just so huge. And I'm like, man, this wing is massive. I well, can't wait to get off the ground in this. Nah, it should have been like half the size. Now, one of the cool things is I was watching your, your videos and um, the, the first video that I saw that you uploaded was I got my my motor, my first uh, pair of motor. Um, let me go ahead and uh, bring this up real quick because this was pretty cool just because you won it on eBay. So yeah. you didn't even get this off of like um, Facebook Marketplace. You won this off of eBay first, right? Yes. I, I didn't even know about any of the PPG pages on Facebook. Okay. At the time. Okay, so you the first one you got was okay, the the 36 meter wing, where'd you find that at then? Uh I found that on the Facebook marketplace. Um it was down in Louisiana, about a 4-hour drive from me. It's just it, like the stars just aligned for that one. But um it it kind yeah. of aligned when you found out that it was just too big for you. And then you won this yeah. uh, this is your paramotor that you won on uh, eBay. So you're checking it out. Looks like it has pretty good um, uh, throttle, uh, pretty good power. I don't see a helmet. It looks kind of dangerous without that helmet. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just out of the box. You know, I was just excited, put it on my back out in front of my house, like a kid on Christmas, you know, that's my dad in the background. I'm just, I'm just, you know, being silly, blowing the air and messing up my garage. You know, look, looks like your dad was um, not too amused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was laughing, but he's like thinking more like, man, he's going to get himself killed. Uh, most definitely. So by this time, you uh, got yourself. Now, this is with this paramotor, the first paramotor that you got right there. You still had the 36 meter and you tried to fly it with that 36 meter. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, didn't work out well at all yeah i actually i got off the ground with it once about six feet in the air i came up about six feet came back down landed on my feet uh, essentially it stalled um based on the the size of the wing i'm assuming okay and then you uh got rid of the 36 meter and you found a smaller wing that was 20 years old tell me about that wing yeah, so I posted the 36 meter and said I wanted to trade it for something smaller and ended up trading it um, some guy down in Florida. Um, yeah, this new wing was well new to me. It's 20 years old, um, 30 meters. And when I first pulled it out of the box and, you know, kited it, it was a night and day difference between the 36 meter and that one, you know. So I learned to kite that wing, but it was still really hard to get up. I had to really put my back into it to pull it up. And I just thought, well, this is just the, how wings are supposed to be. You know, I, I thought it was perfectly normal. And once again, it's just me, not the wing thinking my, I had the right equipment. And uh, here is your first broken prop. Let's take a look at this real quick. I don't have the sound on. So tell me what's going on real quick. So that's the 36 meter wing. That was actually, uh, I think my second time out in the field and I have my friend recording me and that's me not getting off the ground, but it's, uh, yeah, try to reverse launch. Um, right about here, I felt the wing yank me to the left and I dropped my, I lost my brake and I should have bailed, but I, I just went for it. And I think I got too excited and I 
I kind of jumped. You can see my legs go out in front of me. And obviously I fell right back on my, you know, fell on my butt and hit the prop. Okay. Well, I see a bunch of pieces of your paramotor in front of you too. Yeah. The, the frame for the netting around my paramotor, um, it's all, like I, at that time, I didn't know how to tie it uh, extremely tight to hold the net on, to hold the poles together. So basically when I would bash the bottom of my frame on the ground like that, and it would flex the cage, those poles would pop out a couple of them when they'd go flying. So in order to, uh, you know, mitigate that problem, I ended up putting duct tape on the poles at some points in time. Uh, and this is when I discovered that my prop was broke and I was feeling pretty broken over that. Uh, absolutely. Let's, uh, for fun, let's just look at this real quick. So I'm, I'm assuming that the wind is um, coming towards us and the leading edge is going away from us. Is that correct? No, I'm actually running towards the cameraman. And right when I did that, the wind shifted and started coming from my left, which is why I immediately turned to my left. Just as I pulled it up, the wind shifted. And instead of bailing out, I went for it. This was the one that you did in reverse, right? Yes. So you're pulling, so your back was towards us and you're pulling the wing towards us and leading edges towards us right now, right? Correct. Okay. So you pull it up above your head and then it looks like it does, wow, a complete uh, turn. So you're following it and right. you slipped and boom. Yeah, that's that's about it. I'm going to take a look at, at the way that you're doing reverse real quick because I'm sure that people are, are curious to see what what a uh, self-taught pilot feels uh, the correct way of holding a reverse is. Yeah. So now, did you find this on the Internet of how to do reverse or did you just try to figure this um, out on your own? I think it was a mix of uh, YouTube videos and trying to figure this out on my own. I mean, this was only my second time going out into the field to try it. And I mean, I changed up some things in the future and like different tactics pretty much because this wing was so big. The only way that I was ever able to get it up in the air over my head was a reverse. Once I went to the smaller wing, you know, the 30 meter, I was able to uh, attempt forward launches. Um, so these are just, me trying to get this wing up and this is the only way to do it. Okay. It looks like you lost your brake there. Yeah. Uh, I am so sorry that happened to you. That must have been so frustrating. Yeah, a lot more frustrating than painful. I, I wasn't I was ignoring the pain. I was just mad that it happened, you know. Now you did not get hurt on any of these um no I, I had some cuts and scrapes and that's about it okay so so you never got yourself hurt you never you know put your finger in a prop or anything but you you're okay yeah all right so that that that's really all that matters i mean you know broken uh props broken uh machines you know they can get fixed and stuff like that um we got uh the next one we got is your paramotor stall before and after? It only looks like it's uh, 38 seconds long. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, share that screen real quick. And go ahead and tell us what's going on on this one. Do you remember? 
Oh uh, yeah, if you don't have the sound for it, um, no. this is this is actually a Snapchat I was sending to a buddy while I was out in the field. Um, I was setting up, a couple things went wrong. The uh, rope on my pole start broke while I was out there, and instead of you know going packing it up and going to rebuild the pole start, I just I tied the rope together in a knot so I could get it started again. Um, the hand strap on my throttle broke, uh, it ripped, you know. So again, instead of taking it home and replacing the strap, I zip tied the uh, strap back to the throttle just to hold it. So it was just basically jerry rigging my motor to be able to start it out there, to be able to go and be able to hold the throttle. <clears throat> and uh, and tell me what you said right here. I said, well, I crashed, but I didn't die. If I could uh, lip sync that. Yeah, that was pretty and then good. Pointing out that I started out over there, um, took off into this little valley and uh, broke my prop and I landed. Um, reason why I actually crashed um, wasn't really to do with me jerrying the equipment. That was just, that was mostly cosmetic. Um, I actually took off on the first go. I took off directly into the wind and there's this small valley there that you saw with a little uh, creek bed at the bottom. And when I took off into the wind, I immediately went up in the air and I'm thinking, wow, first try, I'm up, here we go. Start going up like 20 feet, 25, 30 feet. And then it starts bogging, falling down 25 feet. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm just giving her gas, I'm leaning back and it's coming up and it's going back down. And I'm thinking, why am I being pulled down? You know, I mean, this hasn't happened before. And the only thing that would make sense is because I was taking off into a valley and maybe I got caught in a downdraft because the wind was blowing down towards me into that, into that bowl, if you will. So when I realized I was going to go down, um, I would automatically want to turn off my motor. But if I turn off my motor, I was going to go right into this Creek bed that was filled with horns and I was going to get hurt real bad. So I wanted to overshoot that. And the only way to do that was to give it a little last uh, throttle right before I land. So I chose to keep the motor on. And just when I was about um, 10 feet off the ground and I was going in for the forns, trying to keep my altitude, gave it one last bit of gas and I just overshot it. Well, it's, it wasn't that I just gave it a last, last little bit of gas. I was holding the throttle the whole time to stay up, but it was just enough to put me past the creek, land into the hillside, which, you know, you can't land properly on a hillside like that at those speeds. So essentially I fell on my butt, broke my prop, and I was in the air for a whole 20 seconds. Wow. This, this yeah. is, it, it's heartbreaking, you know, cause I understand wanting to get up in the air and when something like this happens and, you know, you, you, you taste it a little bit, you know, you feel it a little bit. Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm, I'm up in the air a little bit and now I'm down. I'm up in the air a little bit. Now I'm down. I broke four props and it's like, what am I going to do? So we're going to do one more screen share right here. And this is, um, it says, First paramotor flight, self-trained. You got 44 views. You posted up on July 30th. Let's go ahead and take a peek real quick and uh, tell me, you know, what's going on right now. Okay. So <clears throat> the reason I don't have any of my takeoffs on video is because I had countless videos of me just screwing up these takeoffs, you know, so I didn't try on my GoPro. This time I got off the ground. Uh, I'm flying around and I'm thinking, like, oh my God, I'm up. So I immediately turn on my GoPro and, you know, the wing handled kind of like I expected, but different. I, I felt myself being pulled to the left and drifting, like the wind was moving me where it wanted to. And it kind of 
kind of didn't expect that. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm up in the air. I'm flying around. Let me just make sure I can control my way around the field and land. You know, I just want to make sure I could get on the ground and be fine. So I was only in the air for about a minute. And as I came in for this landing, um, you know, got a little too excited and flared a little too soon. So I, I dropped down a little uh, farther than I should have. But you know, like right at this moment, I was just on cloud nine. You know, I landed and I'm like, yes, finally. I only, I only crashed like 12 times and I finally got off the ground one time, you know, two broken props later. But, you know, it was just that moment where I'm like, uh, I just want to get back up at any cost, even if it you know, I keep breaking myself and breaking my equipment, which isn't a very smart way to think about it. No, but I see off over here, um, you're, you're by Pinnacle Mountain. I know exactly yes. where you are. Um, yep. And I also know, too, that this particular place is on the lee side of that mountain. And when the wind blows on the other side and it comes over, this place is all but impossible because of the rotor. It's just yeah. absolutely horrible. Um, you get up about 200 feet, it's butter smooth right there. I bet you were just being bounced all over the place. Yeah, I uh, I didn't see that's one of the things I knew about rotors, but I didn't think that the mountain being that far away would affect it. But uh, yeah, I was dead wrong. The whole time I'd been out there, just those trees, that mountain. And come to think of it, the direction that I took off, which wasn't directly at the mountain, the only two times I ever took off was going to the would have been the east because that park was to the north side of the mountain. So every time the wind was not coming from the mountain's direction is when I was actually able to take off. But every time it was coming from the mountain's direction, yeah, I was getting tossed all over the place, which would explain the rotor effect. You can get, and I've I've seen this because I've been there <clears> live. You can be um, uh, that mountain will go from uh, it's it's about a thousand feet MSL, but it's only about seven hundred feet AGL. So from the uh, ground up, it's only about seven hundred feet. However, that throws off so much rotor when the wind is coming from that direction that I can feel it from miles away going to Pinnacle Mountain from Conway. Wow miles and miles um when i get down uh about 500 feet i can start feeling the bumps and as you keep on going down into that little area right there because you got to remember too you got that dam off to the side too that big hill yeah so now you're in this this bowl right so you got the pedal command over here you got this bowl here and on this side you have all this um this dam and all the, the trees, it makes the most incredibly worst rotor that I've ever tried to fly in, uh, take off or land. So being a new pilot, I can't even imagine, especially with that motor and that wing, how incredibly bumpy it was. Let me tell you how bad it was. Um, I was flying down into it to land, right? And my wing would go forward, backwards, and left and right like this and my wingtips would flap inside because of all the rotor. I, I can't imagine. Um, so yeah. kudos to you for being able to, to, to do something like that in that horrible area. Um, but uh, wow. So you got two good flights in, you broke four props, and now you have a motor, a paramotor that's broken. And your mm -hmm. motor is over in the garage, right? 
Yes. All right. Let's take a look at that. So let's see your machine that you have right now, Andrew. All right. Well, it's in pretty bad shape, but uh, this is it. Uh, the frame used to be up like this, and you can see that the straps that hold the harness on would uh, be attached to the upper part of the frame. I, what I, happened can't, was, I can't see the. I can't see that. You got to angle your phone up just a little bit. Oh. Can you Try see you. this? Okay. This yeah. Better. Yeah. So right here at the bottom of the frame, it, it snapped, cracked right off, and fell. And now you just have this loosely hanging harness. And if that happened in flight, that would have been a different story rather than being on the ground. So I don't have a welder. So to me, this is not something I can repair on my own. Let's see your throttle real quick um, over where yeah. the, uh, uh, where, where it didn't mash all the way, where you only got like a, a half or a quarter or three oh, yeah. on, on your. Are you able to see that? Yeah. Yeah. So if I pull it and then I let it go, it moves back so slowly. It doesn't snap right back. See how it just kind of inches its way? Yeah. And you can tell that I, I should have a lot more pull, but it, it's only going maybe 80% of the way. Are you able to see that? Yeah, if, if, if I start to talk, then I can't see it because then it goes back to me. It's speaker view. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. So what are, what are the problems that we have um, on it? Do you have the prop on it still? Uh, no, I don't have the prop on it still. Um, I sent that last one off to be repaired, and uh, I decided to cancel on repairing it because I'm going to just get rid of this machine and invest in something more reliable for myself. Let's see the uh, springs that attach your your um exhaust okay the springs so Can't super loose yeah and this is cracked right here also while we're here here's a few of my broken props Pretty sad collection, huh? It happens to the best of us. What was that? Was there anything else that you want to show us on the paramotor that wasn't working very well? Uh, no, I think that's uh, that's about it. Most of it's cosmetic, but as far as the well, oh, actually, there is one more thing. So when my kill switch stopped working, uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't figure out where it was shorting. So what I did was. I installed a aftermarket cable. Uh, it was a throttle cable I got from Home Depot and I connected it to the choke so that way I could choke out the engine to kill it. And I put the switch around behind my back and kind of by my left thigh so I'd have to reach behind me. And uh, here it is. So here you can see the choke. And I ran a cable through here and the cable goes down and behind to this little kill switch. So that would kill it. I'll turn it on. So you can imagine 
flying through the sky and having to be sitting here and reach down and hit that kill switch. I mean, it, it does its job, but it's uh, definitely not safe. So that that's a very interesting your um, your paramotor itself and um, reaching down and trying to hit that kill switch and uh, using the choke and it just didn't see and with that thing that broke right behind you and and the seat fell can you imagine if you're up in the air and that happened that would have been horrible we wouldn't be talking right now no I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no it was awful so you decided to uh to search for a, a paramotor instructor and how how'd that go all um it was just by chance my neighbor across the street um he saw i had a paramotor and he, he was someone who worked with you back then he's like hey uh sean and conway have you talked to him there's an instructor in Conway. You know, I thought there was, I thought I was alone out here. I didn't know anybody else did paramotor, let alone instructing. It, it sounded like I would have to drive to Dallas, you know, a few times and spend $2,500. And I can't, I can't do that, you know, but as soon as I found out about you, um, yeah, I, I, I waited about a week and then all this happened with me breaking my last prop. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can't take this anymore. I got to talk to an instructor. Okay, so um, before we get to that part, you uh, um, you, you ended up uh, coming over. We hung out, and you did your first full day of uh, training with me. Um, on your phone, you're going to do a, a quick share, real quick, right? With um, your old wing, one of our uh, students that can kite try to do a forward inflation with it. You want to go ahead and stream that real quick so we can see it? Yeah. Um, give me one second. I'll rotate the screen here. Um, be a perfect example of, uh, here we go, start broadcast. Be a perfect example of how bad it was trying to inflate my wing. Okay, so this was a student, I don't see it yet, there we go. So this was a student that's been um, doing really well as far as uh, uh, kiting and he clipped in and wanted to do a forward inflation with your wing just to see if he could get up in the air. This is the yeah, twenty-year-old thirty meter, kind of right? Doing this number, so you're kind of right. doing a crosswind. So you're going to run straight towards me, and then once it's up, you're going to be running towards the wind wherever that is. <laughs> I was like, you're doing big ears, and he was holding onto the ace the entire time. Watch your wingtips. Wow. <clears throat> is that crap or what? Is that the worst wing you ever felt? So that's oh, no poor, that's porosity, yeah, yeah. or is that, it something else? Because it's crazy. not coming up. And you had your A's full. Yeah. yeah. So so the A's were like um, uh, pulled the entire time, and I, there was just nothing, just absolutely nothing. So what we're gonna do is, is we're no gonna, longer. What's is that? Is it still screen sharing? I'm sorry. No. Is it still screen sharing or is it good now? All right, cool. Yeah, it's good. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at another video that we got here. Um, I, I actually got some of those videos. So let's go ahead and take this. This is the guy that was uh, trying to get your wing um, and did that forward inflation. Um, so he's going to try to do a, uh, a hand kiting. And we're going to see what that looks like with him trying to hand kite the wing. This is your 20-year-old no, no, wing. No, that's that's uh, that's his wing. 
Oh, this is his yeah. wing. Yeah, that's the WTF wing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is his old wing because he originally decided to do to self-train before he came to see me too. So okay. So he was a so he was actually able to get his old wing up in the air, but it was it was it was yeah. crap. Um thanks for for letting me see that. Let's see. This is you kiting the gin. So let's go ahead and uh screen share this real quick. So this was like the first time you popped through over here. Andrew's the student that came to me to And you just popped the thing up in the air. Now tell me how awesome was this? What was the difference between this and your wings? Uh, zero effort, so much control. You know, like I said, I thought that it was me and not my wings. I thought that wings were supposed to be big and hard to pull up in the air and possible to control. But this one, it's just like two fingers, a little tug, and it wants to fly itself, you know? And there was just, there wasn't much wind either. No, practically nil. And you were able to pop this thing up like it was almost nothing. Yeah. And, um, of course, got some other videos of, of you um, uh, playing with the wing. But all in all, um, with the experience that you have with um, getting the eBay wing <clears throat> and motor and stuff like that, what is the difference between, you know, the motor that you tried, because you tried, you, you tried my my motor too, my Adam eighty. What was that right. difference between um, the Adam eighty and your paramotor that you had? Well, I know my paramotor weighed about seventy pounds, and it was you know a back breaking thing to take on and off. I put on your motor, and it felt like it weighed twenty. I would I would guess maybe thirty pounds because it was like wearing a small backpack. It was total difference. And um, you kited a couple of our different wings that, that we had there. Beautiful. Look at that nice inflation. Even with a little bit of wind. We're pulling big ears. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you got up in the air, and, and uh, even with a little bit of wind like that, you are able to control the wing um, pretty darn easy. Yeah. So, And that was just with one day at the school. Um, you also tried a um, a roadster too, and you got into the Ford. Um, tried to do a Ford inflation. What did you think about that one? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that one. Yeah, like once again, a night and day difference. Every uh, as you could see with the other guy when he was inflating my twenty year old wing, how it, it it didn't get fully inflated and it just pulled off of the left for no reason at all, even though he's pulling on the A's and moving with it. So I, I was used to just fighting it. Whereas, yeah, this one, it, yeah, I, I ended up having to move with it on this forward launch. But I mean, it's it's completely different. I can actually control it. Um, it doesn't want to just peel off in one direction for no reason. And that would, my guess, be because some of the lines on my other one was stretched out. They were, they were old. You know, they were uneven. Whereas a newer wing, they're going to be even lines. It's going to pull it up properly. Yeah, so this was, I wanted to see what you learned. So I was like, all right, go ahead and do this real quick. Let me see what you're, you know, let me see what you're doing. And we can figure out what's going on. Number one, look at how long you held on to the A's. Number two, look at you looking straight up at it. We never want to look straight up at the wing. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of things. 
that that we notice on this first time doing a forward inflation or you know forward inflation and then you know trying to uh to turn around and kite it down so we learned a lot about what you learned and what you you know didn't learn being a a self-taught pilot um you know i'm glad you were able to get up in the air i'm glad that you were able to experience you know this this wonderful thing called um you know uh um paramotoring and you decided to come over and actually you know get get training now that first day that you trained with us what are some of the things that you learned that you didn't even know that you didn't know that first day? do you remember i know that we talked about this a couple of times yeah there's a there are a lot of details about um uh, airspace um, part 103 things like that you know i I wouldn't say that I thought I knew everything, but there was a lot of important things that I didn't realize that were very important to flying and uh, following the law. Um, there was that, um, just, just the way that I would forward inflate, you know, uh, like just, just strapping in, right. For example, when I would strap in on a uh, forward inflation or a forward launch, it, it was just like this whole project where I'm, you know, kind of picking it up and then I got to make sure they're not twisted incorrectly when I put them over my shoulder, the risers rather, where you showed me, Hey, just reach down, pick it up. And the way your hand turns, that's where you clip in, but you use your opposite hand. It's simple things like that, that made a, a long process for myself, you know, turns it into a two second process all of a sudden. Exactly. And we're, sh we're showing you um, being able to take this this wing up in some pretty rowdy air because I think about this time it was midday. So we did get some thermals that were that were whipping through here. And um, when it whipped around, you uh, you're able to almost do a Cobra and bring it back up. So it came down a little bit. Had one oh, side yeah. going up. I was telling you which way to turn, which way to go to pull, and you were almost able to do Cobra and bring that wing back up, but you were able to control it pretty darn quick, you know, which was really awesome. Yeah, and if this uh, this is something that happened to me before I came and talked to you, I would have it would have twisted up, I'd been pissed off, and then I would have had to you know reset everything. I wouldn't have been able to even think it was possible to reinflate something like that. And then bringing your wing down nice and gently, we worked on that to where you just set it down nice and gently and fold it back into a wall, which makes it easy to, you know, go and, uh, you know, uh, take a forward or, or reverse inflation and go for a launch. But of course, obviously you were hand kiting. Um, did you ever do any hand kiting or were you connected to your paramotor when you were kiting originally? Do you remember? Um, <clears throat> with the 36 meter, and uh, that was the first wing I had. I didn't understand how hand kiting worked. I, uh, when I first went out there, I took, you know, one riser, one riser, and both hands, not the A's, you know, or the brakes separately, just grab the risers and pull them up. And obviously, you know, it's gonna twist up and go every which way. I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? Eventually I started clipping into the harness of my paramotor. Um, then when I realized that wing was too big and I went to the 30 meter, that's around the time I learned, you know, from YouTube how to, to hand kite, but I wasn't able to keep my wing up in the air, even close to as long as when I was training with you, because me, I was just out there 
pulling and trying to keep it up. And then one way or another, after a few seconds, you know, the wind would take it and I wouldn't know how to correct it. But, you know, when you showed me about like keeping it like it's on a stick, you know, one's forward in front of the other back and forth like that, like a steering wheel. Um, you know, if you want it, if you want the wing to move in one direction, you have to move the opposite direction or follow it. Little simple things like that. I could keep the wing in the air as long as I want. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also too, just so you know, you can keep the risers apart and hand kite it like this. That's just a little bit more advanced than the way I was teaching you that it's easy to start like this. So you have more control and understand, you know, what yeah. the wing is doing underneath this pendulum. I didn't even know that. Absolutely. Yep. A lot of things, unfortunately, we, we don't know until we get to an instructor. Now, if you went to instructor first before you bought gear, and you were able to use the instructor's gear, you know, their wing and their motor and stuff. Would you ever have considered purchasing the stuff that you did purchase before coming to see me? Not even a little bit. <laughs> Not even a little bit. What, now, what's the no. difference between like like the stuff that we used at the school and the stuff that um, you bought on, on eBay? Uh, it was newer. It was lighter. It was the right size. It was, uh, I could actually control it. It inflated easy, uh, barely any effort to pull it over my head. Um, even even things like the riser lines on my old equipment being stretched out. I didn't know that was a thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even I, I would have looked at the equipment I have now, um, just knowing what I know now. And been like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. On your, on your first day at the school, you would have looked at the stuff that you found on eBay and you would have said, that's not right. Now, um, remember. When we looked in the garage just a little while ago, your carabiners were, were a high hang point and the carabiners touched, you know, right. if your carabiners can, can go like this and touch, you know, it's very easy to get that riser twist when you're flying um, in rough air. Um, if you're taking off and you have too much, too much um, torque and stuff, you can actually do a riser twist with a torque. Um, twist. So you were very, very lucky not to get hurt in that equipment. And what really scared me is when that piece that's holding your harness broke, you know, you, you, you would have slipped down the paramotor went would have went up this way. You have been holding on to the, uh, to the, to the brake lines as your paramotor is going above you like this, which would have gave you more, you know, pressure on the brake. You would have stalled it and it would have been awful. So Phew, I am so yeah. glad you came over to see see me. Now, you, you guys that are watching this, um, it is there are some successful people that have gone out and self-trained um, legally in the United States. You don't have to find an instructor. You don't need to go to school. However, um, with the amount of money that Andrew spent on his wing, his other wing, his paramotor, and his four props that would have covered all sorts of training and probably got him at least a a good used wing from the instructor i think um what do you think andrew yeah 100 percent um like i said i didn't want to go with an instructor at first because i i don't i don't give up easy on things you know and I, i'm a kind of a do-it-yourself guy and it, it took a lot for me to finally just kind of uh, not admit defeat, but realize that I, I shouldn't be doing this on my own, especially with the money that just keeps racking up, racking up with all the damage I'm doing to my motor. Um, yeah, 
I wish if I could go back, I would have gone with an instructor first. Well, um, if you guys are watching this, uh, leave me a, a comment down below, or if you're watching this uh, during the premiere, you know, um, leave me a comment over here in the super chat. Um, do you know anybody that has trained on their own? Um, have you trained on your own? And what do you think about self-training? And what, what do you need to do to be able to self-train? Um, anyway, it's been a great podcast. Uh, you can find Andrew over at paramotorguest.com uh, for this week until we get back after Moonshiners and do another live show. So go over to paramotorguest.com, check out Andrew's page. Make sure you hit that, uh, that subscribe, hit that bell notification, like all of his videos, because he told me before the podcast that there's a couple more videos that are coming out. What are some of the videos that you're going to be posting? Um, I guess, uh, well, first of all, the, my second flight, I haven't gotten around to posting that. I'll post that one. Um, second flight was a lot a lot longer, went a lot higher, you know, better landing. Um, I'll post some of the, the kiting videos of my uh, big old piece of crap, 36 meter wing. And just, you know, I didn't realize the struggle at the time, but anybody could. And um, yeah, as I keep going through the learning process and uh, learning with my instructor, I'll be taking more videos and uh, GoPro and showing my progress along the way. And I just, I want my channel to be something that people can use as, as a tool to go, well, this is, this is what not to do. And look at how bad this could have turned out if I decided to do that way, because I didn't have that. So um, I can be a living example. And, and, you know, like, like we said too, you're a young man, you're, you're in the military, you're strong as hell. You know, you can, um, you know, you can pretty much do anything that you put your mind to, but the only difference is that a lot of people don't understand working with uh, wings you're you're underneath a pendulum and for your entire life on the earth you've never been working with a pendulum you've always been working with you're on the ground so if there's something over here that you need to pull this way you take it and you pull it with your body and you pull it this way however when you're underneath a wing and it starts going down this way if you pull it this way guess what it's going to fall down quick you got to go with it get underneath of it to control it. So it's completely against your DNA, completely against, you know, all your muscle memory that you've ever learned in your entire life. And unfortunately, the older you get, the more you're set into, you know, your muscle memory. You're young enough, Andrew, that, that it should be really easy for you to go, oh, well, if instead of pulling it this way, I get underneath of it and go this way. And it should be pretty much easy. Um, how'd you feel like uh, getting un underneath those wings uh, over the first day of class uh, over at Permotor, Arkansas? Um, I wanted them, you know, <laughs> I, I was just like, like, please, please let me have this wing. Let me, let me do it all over again with this wing. It would have made so much of a difference. Absolutely. Well, you can borrow one of these wings anytime that you want to. And I also got a harness. So um, I was going to let you have one this weekend. But unfortunately, you're working this weekend and you thought that I was being at Moonshiners. So my other students thought I was at Moonshiners this weekend and um, I had nobody this weekend. So I'm just hanging out with the family, which is good, which is good. And we're doing this uh, this this recorded podcast and we're going to go live on Monday because I'll be driving to Moonshiners. Actually, I should be at moonshiners by the time this thing comes out um and uh, hopefully i am 
and I'll be able to chat with you guys. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your experience. Guys, make sure you go over to paramotorguest.com, subscribe to his channel, hit that bell notification because his progress is, is, is amazing. That one day that we worked with him, that first day was absolutely amazing. The next day, so much better. I mean, just went from, you know, couldn't do anything. No, I didn't mean can't do anything, but working with you, you went from bad habits to very good habits pretty quick. So very yeah. proud of you. Well, I mean, I don't always learn my lesson, but when I do, I usually learn it the hard way. So hopefully people will see some of my videos and uh, they can avoid learning the hard way. And that sounds like a, that sounds like a bumper sticker. <laughs> I, uh, or, or a beer, you know, it's like, um, I don't that, always that, drink beer, but when I do, <laughs> that's exactly what it is with that's, that's that beer commercial with the words mixed up, but it works, right? It does. It absolutely works. Not great. So guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, subscribe to my channel. If you haven't, you can always come and see me and my shenanigans at iflyparamotors.com. And for this week coming up, I'll be in Moonshiners and we're going to be doing a, uh, we're going to try to hit all three states. There's a point where you can hit all three states. We're going to go take a trip. Uh, we're going to try to get up to 10,000 feet because we got to note them all the way up to 16,000. So I might try to go up to 16,000. I don't know. So make sure you uh, uh, check out my videos. Make sure you check out Andrew's videos. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So thank you again, Andrew, for, for being on the show. And I can't wait to hang out with you again after I get back from uh, Moonshiners and uh, do some more training, get you up in the air, man. Absolutely. Sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right. Y'all have a great evening and we'll catch you later.